0: Welcome back to CounterCulture. Here on the podcast, we spend time discussing relevant cultural topics to encourage high school students in their faith. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Thompson, and I hope that today's episode challenges you, encourages you, and equips you
1: in your walk with Christ. Without further ado, let's dive into today's conversation. Welcome back to the counterculture segment of the Eastview Students High School Podcast. Pew, 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 it's your boy, meow. me, <laughs> Cooper Smith, eep, 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 eep. With, with Zach Thompson and our guests that have already <laughs> revealed themselves. We will introduce them in a second. Guys, we're really excited to have you here. Um, we have just some a really cool conversation that I'm excited to dive into with some uh, with some fellow coworkers and pastors and brothers here at Eastview. And uh, Zach, do you have any updates on what's been going on the past? few weeks anything interesting I, I feel like the only thing is is wedding stuff so
0: oh, oh yeah <laughs> we are t-minus 23 days out from wedding day Jeez. but I think by the time this comes out let's see it'll be uh 15
2: 15 wow. days wow
3: wow <laughs>
0: almost two weeks Jeez. that's crazy
2: you know just so, as you started talking about the wedding You started getting this this glow to your skin. I think you're just you're just pumped about the day. It's glowing.
0: Well,
1: (laughs) okay. And then I will be the only person at this table that's not married. Sorry. (laughs) It's not not a pity party. It's not a party at all. It's just sad. (laughs) Andy Bernard. You know what that's from. Uh, <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, it's my it's my hourly office reference there for you. Nard uh, Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um guys, so today if you if you clicked on this episode, you probably know this already. Um, but today we are going to be talking about all things missions, and so really excited about this. This is we're talking specifically today about global missions. And Zach, do you want to introduce our our guests for today?
0: Yep. Today we have Tommy, Nika, and Paul Beagley. Yeah. Uh, two. Two awesome people that know about you know the global church in the world and
2: and all those things. At least we hope they do. It's true, guys. What they're <laughs> saying is true. We are here. <laughs> Paul and Tommy are here. Paul and Tommy. <laughs> running the world. <laughs> all right. So uh so Paul, since you've been talking, introduce yourself a little bit. Who are you? I have been talking. Hi. Hi guys, it's Paul. <laughs> really glad to be here. Uh if you don't know me, I'm the associate pastor of Eastview Global. I'm new. I'm still, um, I've just celebrated my one-year anniversary, so go We're ahead and clear. clap if you're yeah. to this. Um, I'm a, a Trader Joe's enthusiast. I make frequent trips to uh, <laughs> Panda Express, and <laughs> nice. um, I'm married to a, a woman named Allie. She's very lucky to have me. We'll be married <laughs> eight years in uh, this upcoming March. Wow. I got two kids. Uh, Jordan is three. Uh, interesting fact about him, he was born in Thailand. Um, wow! And he's American, and I have a little girl named Eleanor. She's eight months. Um, she is almost bigger than him. Um Whoa. Than her brother. And nice. It's it's cute now. It's cute now. Um, <laughs> do they get along? They do. They Good. do get along. Right. Um, hope that lasts. Yeah, I don't know how long that'll last, but <laughs> we're gonna enjoy it for now. Right now, it's everything's cute. Great. So that's a little bit about me. Cool. Excited to be here. Tommy,
3: yo, who are you? <laughs> I'm Tommy, I am uh, married to Amy, and she's also on staff here at Eastview, She Rocks. Yep. Been married a handful of years, we have a three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, a uh, little girl named Reagan, nine-month-old. Spunky. Yes, she is. (laughs) Nine-month-old boy named Nolan, we are foster parents, so Reagan has been adopted, Nolan is still in the system, so... See what the Lord does with that, but um, yeah, I'm from Rochester, Illinois. So I'm a Central Illinois guy myself, uh, home of the greatest football team in Illinois. So um, fun fact: before I came on
0: staff here at ISU during college, I was the interim youth pastor mm-hmm. at
3: the church that Tommy was from yeah, in and Rochester. They probably won state that year. Yeah,
0: they probably did.
3: <laughs> yes, sir. <Yep. laughs> Glory they're on number nine, and then past 12, 13 years. Yeah, that's
0: so.
1: insane. But yeah, I'm uh, happy to be here with you guys for sure. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, let's just go ahead and dive right into the conversation. So first question for you guys is when we talk about missions, what do we mean?
2: Mm. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a super confusing topic, right? Because we say mission, we say missions, we say global mission or global missions. And it, all those things can imply different things. There's definitely some confusion around mm what missions is, you know, when, then we kind of boil it down to missions, trips, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do missions. It seems like, it seems like we're on a task force or we're, we're Navy SEALs going in to Haiti or going into Kenya for a week. And, uh, so there can definitely be some confusion. What, what even is, um, missions? We're going to talk a little bit about kind of like mission of God and, but Tom, you want to talk a little bit about that?
3: yeah, so Paul and I did not talk before this, so uh, this will be fun. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we're on the same page about such a simple but profound question. Yeah. So, um, I would say it's it's kind of like anything. It is um, there's the more rudimentary level response you could give that it's something to do specifically mission or missions in the church. It's got a one oh one level and then a four oh one level. So gotcha. Coop, you lift, Zach, you played hoops. I mean when you start doing something you're learning the basics right. and um you kind of go from the basics and over time you mature. Same thing in anything. Mm, yeah. Whether it's faith based or not, you expand and um So I would say at the, at the base level, it's of mission, it's cooperating with God to do something for the good of the world. So, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of activism, global activism, where a lot of good is being done in the world, but it's not always in the name of the eternal God or in cooperation with him. So Mm -hmm. you could say in an organization doing something globally could have their own mission, but I think what we're talking about here today is cooperating with God in the, in the greater kingdom that it has always been and will always be. So, Mm -hmm. um, if we want to go there, like from zero to a hundred, we can. Um, I was first exposed to this concept, uh, early on by a pastor in my hometown. I was on, uh, the baseball team and he was assistant coach and he, um, was super invested globally in a couple different organizations and he had invited me on a trip with him uh it was just me and him traveling overseas uh which i was like 17 at the time and he's a grown man and so that would super not happen nowadays Uh, um (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, it was a blast, man. We, we had an incredible experience. I'd never been out of the country. And so we went Mm. to Kenya, spent some time in Rwanda and then the, in the Congo. Oh, wow. Um, so that was like the first time I had been exposed to anything. And it was again, a zero to 100 exposure rather than learning about it in a classroom or something like that. I was learning while I was in another place. And so, at that time to kind of gradually get us into a conversation, I was learning that God was doing something in the world that I had no idea about. So, so often we reduce missions to being things like short-term trips or digging wells and things like that. But I think what's helpful for us today is to talk about the, the bigger picture of what God really started Mm. and what he's continuing to do and what he'll do forever. So I think, um, you know, it's all about the Lord and and His mission. And that um, you know, a comment that I make often that kind of has questions in some people's minds sometimes, or is disagreed with. But it's a a a, a quote from a guy named Jürgen Moltmann, and he says that it's not the church that has a mission of salvation to fulfill the world. It is the mission of the Son and the Spirit through the Father that includes the church. Mm. So yep, it's not that yeah. it's not the, the church that has a mission or missions. It's the mission of God that has a church.
2: Mm. So it's really seeing that God is going to do these things no matter what, but he invites his church to be on board. He invites right. his church to, to join him in what he's already going to do. David yeah, Platt, yeah. he says, <clears throat> you know, the end goal, God's end goal is that people from all over the world, right? Every tribe, every tongue, every nation, People from these different categories will enjoy and glorify God, mm. right? So God's end game includes every single person. And um, the only way that can happen is, well, through the church. God wants to use the church to help make this happen. And then I also just think about John 17, 20 through 21. Jesus talks about God sending him. You know, so thinking about God as a missionary God, thinking about Jesus as sent mm-hmm. uh, as the first missionary, and in that same sentness and that same posture, I think we're called to be sent in the same way uh, for the world, right? Mm. So re- just realizing that it's not our mission, it's not the ch- East mission; it's it's God's mission, and we get to join them. That. Yeah, that's really
0: good. I think that ties into this next question because so what you're saying a lot of what missions looks like is is it's going, right? It's not staying; it's going. Uh, going into the world. But um, so when we talk about that, why should a high school student have a heart for the world? Because I do think sometimes we talk a lot about like, you want to be Jesus where you are. Like they're in school, they're in their home, they're in Bloomington Normal. We, we talk all the time, like be a witness for Jesus, be a light for Jesus here. So why are we talking then that students should have a heart for the world? Shouldn't they just you know, focus on where they are right now.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a good question, and uh, I r- listened to your your uh, podcast with Fogle, and um, who's a great dude, great friend, and he was talking about like the humanist movement, about mm-hmm. it yeah. being something where humanity humanity has the potential to achieve on its own what Mm. its needs are. And I think in humanism, there's also a, it pretends to be a collective movement, like humans cooperating together to ultimately achieve, um, what we were destined to be, but it's a Mm. highly individualistic worldview in the sense that I need to be the best version of me to, to put out what the world needs. Mm. So when I think of mission, it's it's a first laying down of your own self to say th- that God wants to do and desires to do something in the world that includes me but is not exclusive to me. Mm, yeah. So that's the kind of experience you get when you like you're talking about Zach, when you go and you see another place, another people another context you see wow there's an actual world out here Mm. that has never been affected by me and it's still turning so um you you wake up to that and say okay so now what but for the people that are uh, you know listening that haven't maybe been out of illinois or never been on a plane or Uh, experienced in another culture, you can, you can see God's heart for what we call God's heart for the nations in the scriptures to see that it was from the very beginning Mm. that in Genesis one, it talks, you know, God created, created man and woman, and he told them to be fruitful, fruitful and um, multiply and fill the earth. Mm. And so his desire from the beginning wasn't for humanity to stay in one place. Mm -hmm. So when you think of be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, you begin to see God's heart for people to spread across the world, God's people to spread across the world. And then in Revelation 21, you then see, um, you know, God creating new heavens and new earth and backtracking to Revelation seven, as Paul mentioned that every tribe, tribe, tongue, and nation will be present before the throne. And you Mm -hmm. wonder, how does that happen? Well, If you go from Genesis 1 to Genesis 3, there's a big, big difference between God creating man and woman and saying, be fruitful and fill the earth. And then the fall happens, sin happens. And so God begins this restoration plan of redeeming and restoring all humanity. Mm -hmm. And what we're about is saying, okay, if we're in, if we're in between Revelation 3 or Genesis 3 and Revelation 21, what's our role? What's our role from going from Mm -hmm. a sin-filled, broken, messed up, jacked up, unjust uh, world and uh, God creating new heavens and new earth? I think every single person has a role to play in that. Mm -hmm. And often God will call somebody to not only make impact in their own neighborhoods, but we believe that every single Christ follower can have Uh, an impact from their own neighborhoods to the nations, to Mm. the world. So that's why I would say you should care about it because God wants to do something. He wants to restore and he wants to create new heavens and new earth. But until um, all have heard, um, that won't happen. Mm. I'm going to offer something and agree with me or disagree
0: with me on this, that I think we make God seem a lot smaller when we confine our view to where we are, Mm -hmm. right? If we're only focused on where, like, Bloomington Normal, my school, my family, like, this is where God is. We make God seem a lot smaller. And when we actually go and understand that there is a world out there that God is looking for, you realize how big God is that he could care for Mm -hmm. all the nations.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think we definitely do like we, we definitely can make him seem small. I, th- I also think like we often make the church seem small too. Like how often do we just think about ECU yeah, is just, good. you know, our church, like yeah. church is just our church, right? When really we're part of a global church. We're right. part of global people worshiping a global God, Yeah, global God who cares for, the, for all the nations. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess my question to like, sh- should high school students have a heart for the world? My question is, well, how, well, do you feel a part of the church or not? right? Mm. I mean, if, if you're listening to this as a high schooler, I would say you are not just part of a high school ministry. You are a part of this church. Yeah. And I big believe, C church. Exactly. The yeah. big C church, uh, right? Right. Age, there, there's no discrimination on age. Um, see yourself as part of this church, take, mm. take ownership and in, in how God wants to use his church for the world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's really good. Um, Uh, We'll kind of go on to this next question here. And so um, how can a high school student grow in their understanding of a missional God as well as in their knowledge of the world? Um, So I'll I'll just say that one more time just for, because it's a little bit of a mouthful. So how can a high school student grow in their understanding of a missional God as well as in their knowledge of the world? I'll jump in and just say, I think
3: um, I'm a cautionary guy where... I don't have a lot of caution within me, but I like to caution people from, um, making mistakes quick when you could just read and learn. Mm. Um, so read and learn, read <laughs> about, um, you know, stories of, of other people, uh, both in scripture and, uh, other Christ followers who have gone before us and really vested their lives into global ministry. And you'll see, um, when we go on the one hundred and one level, you just you just gotta read the Gospels, read the epistles, and just see circle. You know, I do this often with different characteristics about God or um, about our role in in following Christ. Is mm. look for the word nations. Mm. Look for the word nations. Yeah. Of, read your Bible. You know, look in the back of your Bible or Google nations in the Bible and start reading verses, circling them, see how much God really cares for not just me and you, but everybody um, and how he always has. And I would say the the best thing that you could possibly do is begin, um, befriend, befriend somebody that's not like you. That's Mm. the best place. Yeah to begin seeing the world in God's heart for it. Because mm. um, one of the things that, you know, Paul and I often have discussions about with people who want to move overseas or go on a global trip, you know, a question I ask them is, do you have a friend that doesn't look like you? Because mm. if you don't have a friend that doesn't look like you here in Bloomington Normal, what makes you think that you need to to get on a plane to raise thousands of dollars to make impact in another place, make mm. impact here first, mm. begin that process here to see um, what God's doing here in Bloomington normal, and so we have a huge opportunity here in our town, thankfully it's a growing to become a more diverse city um, or you know twin cities as they say on Wglt <laughs> um, but yeah don't don't go overseas until you've gone here. So that's that's my first word of advice. I mean, there's more. Let's talk about more, but I'll chime in there at the beginning and say, begin by learning from other people who have gone before you. Um, Go to the scriptures and see and circle and ruminate on God's heart for the nations and then befriend somebody that isn't like you, Mm -hmm. that doesn't believe like you, has a different uh, amount of melanin in their in their
2: skin. Um just yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's great. I think also I think we as Eastview, the global department, like we wanna we wanna equip you. We wanna we wanna teach you. We wanna meet you. We yeah. wanna we wanna chat. We wanna try to answer your questions. We we have a lot of resources and there's even people on staff who've who've been to the mission field before. And you know, I think there's some things in high school that you guys are are uh, are gonna be starting to do as well. We're gonna talk about What we're trying to launch?
0: Yeah, well, um, this upcoming Sunday, as you guys are listening to this, is our first Fifth Sunday Focus, um, immediately following uh, the high school service. And from 1230 to 130 in the Sanctuary, we're doing a Fifth Sunday Focus, talking all about missions. We're going to have some guest speakers, we're going to have food, just kind of learning a little bit more about the world. So we've got that going on. And then we are launching a high school mission trip to El Salvador uh, next summer. So, um, and applications are up and available for whoever wants
2: Woo-hoo! to apply. So yeah, that'll be fun. Be <laughs> come join us. We'd love for you guys to come down to El Salvador.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, this, uh, this is not really on script, but Paul, I I was just thinking about this. You were talking about how there are people on staff that have spent time in the mission field. Well, Hey, I know somebody that is at this table that has done that. Well, I'm sure both of you, but uh, Paul, can you just briefly, can you just explain kind of what your, your experiences with living in Thailand and just kind of fill us
2: in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cats out of the bag, I, i I used to live in Thailand. That's actually where I was before I came to, uh, the be- this beautiful corn country of central Illinois. So I came, it's gorgeous. Almost straight from the plane, Love it. landed in the cornfield
1: on Tawanda. Anyway. Um, sometimes I wonder why, <clears throat> why did people end up here? I mean, I like
2: it here, but I'm like, seriously, I mean, Anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, it was a God thing, but we can kind of get into that later. U- yeah. Ultimately, guys, I'm, I'm a pastor's kid. I never thought I'd ever do ministry. I never thought I'd ever be in missions. Um, but it's when you, you start saying yes to God in the little things and, and things open up and, uh, and, and ultimately, um, there was an opportunity to go and help start a, an anti-trafficking organization in, in Thailand. Yeah. And me and my wife felt called and we were for sure didn't want to do it, but just felt, just kept being affirmed and affirmed in different ways. And, um, we just kept saying yes. And it was, it wasn't Mm -hmm. this huge leap. We're not, we're not like these amazing, cool people. We, we literally did not want to (laughs) go, but just felt a a burden and a call and an opportunity opened up and the resources came into play and we're just trying to be obedient. Um, and, and I think, I think when people do that, I think God wants to use you. God wants to take you to a place where it's less than 1% Christian, where, women and children are being exploited for in the sex industry, uh, on, on the daily. So that's, that's my experience. And, um, I'm really excited to kind of bring that to Bloomington yeah. and say, Hey, like, let's talk. I never thought I'd be in mission, mi- ministry or missions either.
1: Hey everyone, just taking a brief pause in the episode to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We really hope that this conversation has been helpful so far, and if it has, we want to invite you to do two things. One is to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and two, to share it to your social media accounts and tag Eastview HSM. These things help us out a ton, and they really mean the world. Without further ado, let's head back into the episode.
3: I'll add to what Paul said, not about Paul's story, but he did mention in there along the questions of, of learning. One of the things I want to take the opportunity to mention here to all of you um, listening, Paul mentioned 1% Christian. And we live in a, a context here in Bloomington Normal and even just in the United States, uh, North America, this side of the hemisphere where the 1% concept is not even not even on our radar. Right. We have friends. We maybe even our own stories included not following Jesus in the past. Mm-hmm. But if we wanted to, if we wanted to talk to another Christian, if we wanted to find a church, it's as simple as looking out your front door. Um, in every neighborhood, um, in every part of our town, there are thousands of Christians and there are hundreds of churches in McLean County. But, a lot of the world, nearly half of it, that's not even close to the reality. And so um, I thought, you know, we can chatter a little bit about unreached people groups and um, um, yeah. just to understand what what's going on in the world currently. So I'm going to put Zach and, and Coop on the spot. Do you Great. know what an unreached people group is? I think I do.
1: I think I do too. I would hope.
3: Zach, you want to go?
0: Well, I would say it would be a group that has never heard the name of Jesus
1: before, Mm
3: -hmm. right? Yes.
0: And
1: never heard the name of Jesus does not have a Bible in their own language. Yeah. So
3: never heard because why? Because no one's gone there. They don't have access.
1: They don't have access. Okay. They
3: don't have access. So in our context and let's just stick with Bloomington Normal, I'm assuming every person has at least heard the name Jesus Mm -hmm. and has at least heard of the Bible. Probably true. There are, I've got the the note here. So currently there are 7.84 billion people in the world. And there are 17,410 people groups. 3.28 uh, 3.28 billion, so about half, just under half of that 7.8 billion are classified as unreached people. And unreached people, wow. by the definition, says a people group among which there is no indigenous community of believing Christian Christians with adequate numbers or resources, this people group... Um, has no outside assistance, basically meaning mm-hmm. there's no viable f- Christ follower or group of Christ followers among three point eight, three point two eight billion people. So wow. no Bibles, oftentimes they don't even have Bibles in their language, wow. so... Translating organizations, their first job often like Pioneer Bible down in Dallas, they're trying to translate Bibles in these people's languages so mm. that they could even have a chance to hear. So if you think about it, half of the world, let's say a third or more of the world has no Christian, has no church, has no Bible, has no anything. Now that doesn't mean God isn't revealing himself to them without another Christian without mm. Bibles without a church I truly believe that's the one of the ways that God does save people in these contexts is direct revelation um mm. but half of the world hasn't heard and how many of us even care about that Ooh. I just, I just man I think
1: a lot of us didn't realize yep didn't know
0: yep um
1: yep, yep. well I think also it's something that we need to talk about more, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's why we're, that's why we're really glad to have you guys here is so that, I mean, like just that that should yeah. not
0: sit well. No, it doesn't with <laughs> you. If, mm-hmm. if you are a follower of Jesus and you understand his gospel, uh, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It is. Paul, will you talk about the 1040 window? Yeah. Yeah. So the 1040 window, it's, a. Uh, Oh shoot! Is it longitude or latitude?
3: Just say both,
2: because one of them is one of them's one, one of them's the other. <laughs> so, oh man, I wish there was a map we could see. But I agree. to I think this it's podcast. latitude. Latitude right. is horizontal, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's between ten and forty degrees latitude, and really we're looking from like basically Africa to all across Asia in that like region. North Africa, yeah, North Africa in that region, and that is a region that is almost entirely unreached. Uh, an, another way to consider unreached, uh, just, just looking at a different number, and again, people will define unreached differently, but think about it as l- less than 2% Christian in a, in a tribe, in a tongue, a nation, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and so there are more unreached people groups in that area um, than anywhere else in the world, mm-hmm. right? So in there you have India, Pakistan, you have Bangladesh, um, you have Middle Eastern countries, Tunisia, Southeast. Morocco, North Africa, Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Malaysia, Central Asia, yeah. China. Yeah, I mean so mm. so those I mean when when uh, uh, one way to think about missions is like in one hand you have your Bible and the other hand you have your map, right? So so to be a Jesus follower, I really think you need to you need both. You need you need scripture and you need a map, and you need to say where where might God be calling me? Mm. Right? It's so so easy for us to give him our yes when we when we limit what we think God can do in our lives. Yeah. Right. Mm. Say, hey, God, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes to serving because I know that I'm just going on a one-week trip. But um what if what if instead you were gonna give God your yes, yeah, and you were gonna let him put it on the map, mm. right? Because wow. it's, it's not going to be you who's going to be changing everything. It's going to be God. But I really believe God would use us. I really mm, believe yeah. God wants to use us as, as his followers. So when we think about the,
3: that reality in the world, I mean, we have, we have work at Eastview that's both in what is called the reached world. So that'd be places where there is access, where there are thriving churches, yeah. places like Haiti and Kenya and right. El Salvador. But then we have work in places like India with organization there. And then we have uh, missionaries. We call them global workers. We have global workers all over the place. But most of them and our key focus is training them and sending them to places where it is unreached, where they can then lead others to christ who then are the best people to reach their own people right Mm, right. so we Mm -hmm. uh, talk about this strategy called a person of peace strategy where you you find somebody who is receptive to the gospel say in uh let's just go with bangladesh if we train up a family they move to bangladesh you you try to find somebody that is either already a Christ follower that wants to see others that haven't been reached, reached, or you lead someone to the faith and then you disciple them in such a way where they go and reach their own people. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what our main effort is. It's not our people going and, and leading hundreds and thousands of people to Christ by themselves. It's how do we send our people, um, to then reach and connect with people uh, and lead them to the faith to then lead their own nation to Christ, because that's the most effective way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely the more humble way compared to what it was like in the colonial area era, um, mm-hmm. which that would, that could be another podcast, but um, <laughs> basically it's the colonial way was, you know, Britain and France and Spain, these dominant powerhouses in the world uh, going to countries where there, there weren't Christians, but then making everybody convert and then mm. act like them, dress like mm-hmm. them, so gotcha. on. So we want to avoid that at all possible. We yeah. want people to come to Christ in their own culture in in a way that, um, you know, every tribe, tongue, and nation will still be present. They're not going to be all speaking English.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me wrap this up with one more question. Um, for students that have been stirred by something with this that, Heart has been stirred. It's like, man, like after hearing about unreached people groups, I'm, I got to do something. I'm not okay with that. Or students, they're like, man, I, I've been so focused on this bubble of Bloomington Normal. I want to develop a heart for the world. We talk all the time in high school about every day. Mm-hmm. We say the, a life of following Jesus is not just on Sundays. It's it's an everyday following of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. let's put that in the in the missions lens. Mm-hmm. And so how can, what is like an everyday step for our high school students to develop a heart for the world, and maybe also like if a student is like, "Man, I am interested in missions. I'm interested in mm-hmm. in knowing more. Maybe taking an action step. What could be a step for them to do?"
3: Yeah, I would say the the first thing I would say is one, you know, go to the Lord first. Talk to Him, pray mm-hmm. with Him about it. Yeah, it's uh, the best thing I could say. Uh, second thing, if you want to just learn. Um, you can either go online at JoshuaProject.net. It's a whole thing for unreached, unengaged people groups. Mm. Um, but then I would say pull out your phone or go to the App Store now on either your Android. If if you're, um, yeah, exactly. If you're uh, on your Android or iPhone, there, go to the search bar and type in "unreached of the day." And there's an app there where it's almost like a devotional where you're going to mm. meet and see a people group and a people group. When we say people group like the 7,000, 9,000, 3,000, however many people groups that we're talking about, um, that's basically a, a group of people who share a certain culture. So, um, if you've read anything in the news about the Uyghur population in China, they're Muslims that live in, in China, they've been persecuted. The Uyghurs are a people group. They have certain customs, they speak a certain language. So you're going to see a people group of the day. Um, that is unreached where you can see the stats, you can see your stories and uh, just pray and join the Lord and in, in prayer for that people group. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a great way. I mean, I also just love to pray. Um, I, I love to pray through scripture, a, a verse that I like to do every day at two I'll, I'll set my alarm on my, on my phone or whatever uh, for Habakkuk two fourteen, And it says for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. And, uh, th- this, this is something that will happen one day mm-hmm. and by inter- interceding and, and by praying this, I believe this it's going to make that day come sooner. It's mm-hmm. going to make, uh, every, everyone will know mm-hmm. pain and suffering will be over for, for, for people and, and every tribe, every tongue, every nation will know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And I would also say if you have a desire to take a next step, like we're a church Paul and I and a few others were pastors here to um, accompany you through that journey. And so what we hope for is that, you know, the thousands of people that call Eastview home, the high schoolers, the hundreds of you uh, that call Eastview home, we want you to either go yourselves at some point, you know, spend time overseas, either short term or long term. We want you to help send somebody else Mm. short term or long term. And then there's a unique role that you can have uh, the 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 social media term is probably more like influence, but we call it mobilize, where we want you to help mobilize others to learn about this stuff, mm-hmm. to really engage with it, and then to encourage other people to either go or help send somebody else. Yeah. So please reach out to us. I am sure in the show notes you can throw our emails down or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what can you guys um, can you guys just go ahead and just list your emails too, just in case anybody's listening right now wants to write it down.
3: Hmm.
1: Paul.
2: <laughs> yeah. My email is P as in Paul <laughs> Beagley. That's B as in boy, double E G as in God, H L Y at eastview.church. And then mine is T
3: N I K A at eastview.church. So that's T and then like
1: Nike, but with an A instead of an E. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Guys, really good stuff. Seriously. That was really powerful. Um, yeah. And like, I, I, I'm challenged, like I'm convicted. I, I, I feel the weight just of, um, honestly, of the, the stats that you brought up like that, that just, I can just feel that. It's like, oh my goodness. Um, and so I, I hope that our students are feeling, um, inspired and ready to kind of join, um, join in that, that call, like the great commission to, mm-hmm. um, bring the gospel to all nations and to all people groups. So mm-hmm. really good stuff, guys. Seriously. Thanks a yeah. lot. Yeah. Seriously. And Hey, like we
0: have God, a big God on our side. And so don't be discouraged. The Lord
2: is going to move and he's going to work. Paul, you have a verse for us. Yeah. I just have one last word. And this is our, our this is going to be our theme for our, for our global department uh, next year. It's, it's called created for good. And it comes from Ephesians two ten, mm-hmm. which says for, we are God's masterpiece, right? We are his masterpiece. In, in other versions, it says handicraft or, or or we're, we're his, we're, we are his craft, right? So and he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And and what that means is you guys are in high school right now, but guess what? God wants to use you and he wants to develop you and he wants to uh, He wants to help uh, create you and, and recreate you for all these things that he's already planned for you. Mm. He wants to use you as part of his church. And so would, would you guys let God mold you? Would you let him shape you? Would you not worry about um, unreached people groups? Because guess what, God's actually got this. Uh, but would you uh, be molded, knowing that God wants to use you mm. uh, for something?
0: So good, man. Seriously, go. until it. the whole world knows. Until the whole world Amen. knows. All right, real quick, we've got our oh. segment that we do every week. Oh boy, you got the the jingle. All right, here. here's the
1: jingle.
2: Funniest thing that happened <laughs> to you this week. No way. That's a jingle Funniest thing that happened to you this week. That's the most Ronald McDonald thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's so bread.
1: That's so okay. bread. It's okay. so Wait, so is bread. that slang? Yeah. So, uh,
0: Tommy, you have to book it out of here soon. <laughs> so uh why don't you go ahead and give us a quick story, funniest thing.
3: So it's not even really that funny. So <laughs> I'm going to lead with that. But when you have kids, you have a plethora of opportunity to embarrass yourself. And so our um, babysitter for our daughter, she's three and a half. Um, she came the home. Babysitter. Babysitter. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <The best>. Sorry, <laughs> my daughter's three and a half. The babysitter know, is a is grown a woman. Her name is Karen Dossett and she is a saint of oh, a woman. Karen's great. She is the best. Oh boy. Um, I've known her since coming to ESU. She, her and her husband Mark are one of the first people I met, and Mark's on staff with us. She's just an angel. And Reagan came home super embarrassed. Uh, a couple days ago, and she said, "Dad." And I said, "What?" And she goes, "At Miss Karen's, I can't say butt." And I said, "What do you mean?" And she said, "I said my butt hurts to Miss Karen." And I said, "What did she tell you to say?" And she said, "Bottom." So in our house. <laughs> We say butt and in the holy house like the Dawson, they say bottom.
2: We say butt but only with one T. We're, oh. very, we're very clear on that. No, Yeah. That's, that's funny.
1: <laughs> My bad. That, that is, a is funny. <laughs> that okay.
2: Good. Paul. Oh man, well first of all, I'm a dad so I'm not very funny but um, something did I think something did funny funny did happen but basically we're talking about the Mars Hill podcast. I'm in Knoxville with um, you yeah, know, some an organization there and they start talking about this podcast and there's this reference of mother Teresa and princess Diana and how we said, we don't feel like we're either. We kind of feel like we're in the middle. And one person mentioned mother Teresa in a crop top. And (laughs) I started laughing because, because the picture went into my head Mm. of mother Teresa in a crop top. And, um, (laughs) You guys, it's not funny. It's, it's you gotta be mature. Okay, so peer, it's not peer disrespect. To be honest it, with you, it is. It is disrespect. I feel bad that this is gonna be published, and mm-hmm. now my name is attached. to This. So mm-hmm. someone else said it, not you. Someone You're else saying, said it. Okay, but I I did laugh to the point where my <laughs> chair fell over in the restaurant. <laughs> and so, what do you do? Like, how do you redeem the situation? So I went over and I told the other tables <laughs> exactly what what said. was what the conversation was <laughs> oh about. My. They started laughing. And i just, they were, they were being immature. They oh. were laughing. Okay. And then they mentioned something weird about Gandhi. And, um, anyway, it's oh, all downhill. What about what's you guys? <laughs> what, what's happened to you?
1: Nothing really for me. All of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's oh a thing with Cooper. <clears throat> he never really has. A Last week on. I had a good one though. Yeah, you did. Squeaky one. Yeah, did. <laughs> um, well, I, I, you guys know this, but I'm a worship leader. And every once in a while, I get a little carried away on stage, um, where I try to do something. Like, no. Sotically. You want to squeaky? <laughs> um, anyway, so, but I got carried away on stage and I started singing part that I was not able to sing. And my mm. voice
2: cracked in front of everybody. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's to everyone. that's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, it's not bad. That's like what most of these kids are going through anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Exactly. <laughs>
0: All right, Zach. So, <laughs> my, my, mine happened last night. Um, <clears throat> and I were driving back. We had dropped off some stuff for a couple of our friends who just had a baby. Um, humble so, brag <laughs> just, yeah, we're great people, we're, we're just serving guy. the Lord, <laughs> status based
3: communicator.
0: <laughs> so, we're driving back, I'm gonna take and uh, all of a sudden, like, my check engine light comes on in my car. And I hear rattling up front in the engine. And I'm like, well, this, this is not normal. Like I turn to Ratasha and I'm like, Hey, like maybe I should pull over. And she's like, no, you're fine. Okay. Quit freaking out. Keep going. (laughs) Okay. So we drive and I make, I make my first turn. And all of a sudden my, I realize my power steering is out. The entire Mm. engine shuts off. All the lights come on.
1: No way. (laughs)
0: What? My car completely breaks down.
1: No way. So
0: I'm like, just coasting. And is like, try and just make it as far as you can. <laughs> I'm like coasting down this road. Eventually stop. Um, uh, I call our insurance, which has roadside assistance, which is great. But nice. anyway, the car broke down and I'm like, I was turning to Ritasha and I'm like, in your face, I was right. I <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were like a mile from her apartment where she is. And she's like, let's just walk there and just go. And then I can drive you home or you can take my van and drive This home. was yesterday? Yes, this was Jeez. yesterday. So <laughs> sh- so we get roadside assistance anyway, and the car breaks down. We're on the side of the road, and we they call me. They say, just leave the car there. Leave the keys underneath the mat, whatever. And so is like, well, grab anything valuable, and we'll just walk the yeah. mile home. And I'm like, well, okay. So uh, she's laughing and making a video about like uh, classic Tuesday night. And I'm going to, I'm grabbing my valuable things. So she makes fun of me, but I went and I grabbed my golf clubs. <laughs> yeah, of course. I didn't want, and I grabbed <laughs> spike ball. Because okay. I don't want anyone stealing those things. Those are the essentials. Yeah. And so it was funny because anyone that would have seen would have saw You're me and ratasha in. walking down a road and me carrying golf clubs. It looked oh, like I was man. out <laughs> playing golf. <laughs> Yikes!
1: I would have loved to have seen that. Like, uh, hey, Zach, what you doing?
0: <laughs> playing a round of golf. Nice. Anyway. Cool. Okay. All right. It's been great. Tommy, Paul, thanks for joining Thank us. Thanks you guys. Thanks, guys. Um, <clears throat> if you're still listening, remember, please subscribe to the podcast, like it, uh, share it on your social media accounts. That helps us greatly. And again, if you're feeling stirred by the spirit, if something moved you in this conversation, don't just stop there. Reach out, ask questions, take an action. Yeah. And we will talk to you next time. See you guys. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts. To stay up to date, check us out on Instagram at HSM or join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our high school service. Thanks so much
3: for listening and have a great week.